0: Hey, welcome to The Conversation, a podcast with a voice for and about women in business. I'm your host, Gina Simeone. The Conversation is brought to you by Single Throw Marketing, a digital-first Google Premier partnered agency. If you're ready for marketing that will blow your socks off, visit singlethrow.com. Hi there. Thanks for joining the inaugural episode of The Conversation. I'm Gina Simeone, your host, and I'm a digital marketing consultant for Single Throw Marketing in Walt, New Jersey. We are going to be talking to some badass women about their journeys through the corporate world and how they started their own businesses or rose to a VP or C-suite status in their current company. The reality is women have a very large presence in the business world and we aren't going anywhere. Today's guest we have from Jaguan Physical Therapy, the Chief Marketing Officer, Kayla George.
1: Hey, Gina. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing well. I am uh, nine months pregnant and didn't think I would still be here, but I am. So uh, I am happy to be talking to you today. (laughs) My
0: God, we're so excited to have you. Nine months pregnant. Wow. And you're still working like right up until you go, right?
1: Yes, um, I can't sit home or sit still, so I am very happy to still be in the office, and the fact that they haven't kicked me out yet is great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, yeah, that would be a little bit of a problem, I guess. <laughs> Today's podcast is about talking with Kayla a little bit about how she rose to be a chief marketing officer at Jag One Physical Therapy and to talk about, you know, who Jag One Physical Therapy is and how it came to be. So tell us a little bit about yourself personally and professionally.
1: All right. I I guess I'll start with my uh, Jag One story. It is a little long-winded because I have been here about 12 years now. Right after I finished college, I was interning with a sports marketing firm. I was an athlete my entire life. So, all through school, um, I had the mindset you know, I'm going to graduate. I am going to do sports marketing or sports management, work in a front office one day. Um, And I had this grand plan. Um, So, I started interning with a sports marketing firm that also had a few other clients. They were at the point where they wanted to diversify their client base. But I was attracted because they were working with collegiate level teams and had ties to a lot of the professional teams in the area. And as I learned more about the sports marketing track, the more I hated it. Um, <laughs> I think because I was an athlete and was on that side of the business, yeah. Um, to be on the other side for me was an adjustment and just not something that I saw being a long-term career um so with that i actually had my first introduction to jag uh jag physical therapy uh was one of my clients and you know i had about 10 nine or 10 clients um and i really just was attracted to the jag side of the business Um, because you still got that sports feel they were dealing with athletes each and every day uh, being an athlete, I did have my fair share of physical therapy, so I understood the business really well. Um, and from a customer standpoint, what you know I would look for in a PT company, and it was a small company uh, that had a really great culture. I would go in about once a month uh, for a meeting with the CEO, who is very dynamic, um, and you could just tell walking into the place that um, the employees were all very you know tight knit. There was a motivational atmosphere. Obviously, there was patience of all uh, shapes and sizes. And I was like, wow, you know, this is really something impressive. Um, so John started growing his company. Um, at the time when I started on the account, he had two facilities. Uh, within the next two years, he had grown that footprint and was opening facility number four. Um, when I went in for one of my monthly meetings and he said, you know, hey, here's my grand plan. And he spent, if you've ever uh, had a conversation with John, he is very long winded, uh, very animated, and you understand every aspect of what he's talking about because he really goes into detail. Really gets into it. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Um, so he explained this grand plan, and one part of me was like, all right, well, maybe he's a little crazy. Um, and the other part of me, I was like, "Well, I really believe him, and if he's that passionate, at least it will go somewhere." Right. Um, so he said, "Join me full time." I did, and um, from that time, I have been with the company and have essentially grown throughout every level and have been with the company in terms of expansion throughout the last twelve years. So we we took the company from four facilities to eighteen facilities we merged the company. Uh, Upon merger, we obviously changed our name. We are now JAG One Physical Therapy. Um, And now we are operating 84 facilities throughout three states. So, you know, within that timeframe, a few rebrandings, a lot of pivoting and a lot of learning on my part, but I love it. I still love going to work every day. And uh, I consider myself lucky because I'm not one of those people that's looking for the next big thing. I have it here um, and and I've loved being a part of this journey.
0: That's awesome. So what was your first title when you started at JAG?
1: So when I started, I was the marketing director. I then got promoted to administrative director, then vice president, um, and then chief marketing officer. Wow. So. That's pretty impressive. Yes. <laughs> so, climbing, so
0: climbing the ladder, you know, as you were doing your marketing and as you were getting to the next level, as you were adding more locations, why were you so successful in building it to be what it is today?
1: To be honest with you, um, you know, I think John being the entrepreneur that he is and also not just being a clinician, he is a true businessman and he has spent a lot of time in major healthcare systems as well as professional sports. And what he always saw and believed in was more of a traditional marketing approach in medical than just marketing to physicians, where if you look at our industry in general, probably 15 years ago, if you would walk in, you know, the the marketing director at the time or whatever title that person had, their main responsibilities were, you know, we build physician relationships, we market to physicians. And John's foresight and his experience in major healthcare systems and professional sports were understanding and believing in a branding component and advertising component um, and a real grassroots community strategy allowed us to get our name out there, really touch the community, and do something different. Um, and because of that, it always made my job very easy and multifaceted because we did have the opportunity to think outside of the box. Um, he is very much a marketer. So he would come up with his own ideas, some of which, uh, I would even try to scale back. I'm like, that's, you know, really (laughs) big thinking. Um, but with that, you know, it's always been a collaborative approach at JAG and now JAG one that we want to hear from everybody in the company and, and everybody's a marketer, which, has really allowed us to, again, set ourselves apart and and get out there in ways that other companies weren't. And and everything that we marketed, because it was organic, because it was coming from the facilities and the clinicians, um, it wasn't just being marketed. That's what we were doing. So when a patient came in, everything that we were talking about is the experience that they received. Um, And a medical word of mouth is everything. So we were able to kind of close that gap, which has allowed us to continue our expansion.
0: That's awesome. And when people join, I know personally, I'm a, I've am been a patient of JAG1. It's, it's not just the quality of the services, but the atmosphere and the culture that each individual uh, facility brings to the brand as a whole.
1: Yes. Yeah. You know, we're, we're branded as JAG1. Um, if you go into any of our facilities, it's the same level of care. But with that, each facility is unique in its own way. Clinicians and directors all do something a little bit different. Also, you know, we treat such a wide variety of people with different conditions. And, you know, what motivates one person or what works for one person might not work for the other. So with that, we're able to adapt the atmosphere in order to really cater and help everybody.
0: That's awesome. So speaking of marketing, you say that, you know, you're all marketers. I just happen to, every time we talk on the phone... I see your background, and so that's a New Jersey Devils jersey. So you guys are partners with the New Jersey Devils and the arena?
1: Yes. Uh, So we are longstanding partners with the New Jersey Devils and Prudential Center. Um, It started years and years ago um, under JAG Physical Therapy, um, and it's been an evolving relationship. And it's been a a longstanding relationship in the sense that the New Jersey Devils are really the only professional team in New Jersey and part of our strategy has always been, like I said, on a grassroots level, and the Devils have always understood that. So it was, you know, a great partnership from the start. Uh, our flagship facility and the first facility John opened was in West Orange back in two thousand five. Uh, Newark is only a stone's throw away from that. So, uh, given the proximity to where the team was, it was a natural fit. And as we continue to expand the New Jersey Devils Prudential Center and their ownership group have really evolved um, as a team and as an arena, we've been there uh, to grow and expand with them. So we're very excited um, to get to work with the teams. And, and for us, our patients love seeing it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, in the facilities, sometimes, you know, seeing different athletes or the jerseys or, you know, we'll extend some perks to our patients if we have some tickets that we could give out. So it's been a great relationship for us.
0: So that kind of brings me to my next question. As far as, you know, everything that happened with the pandemic and the shutdown and obviously, you know, the sports shutdown. So that whole kind of arena atmosphere, sporting was kind of lost and you kind of had to pivot and start some new things, um, you know, move towards digital more. What would you say, what worked, what didn't work? You know, what would you recommend to people that are, you know, trying to reboot themselves now after the pandemic is hopefully coming to an end?
1: It was a unique time when the pandemic hit, because like I said, uh, we merged our company back uh, August 1st of 2018. So with that, you know, you took two very big prominent brands in their own different markets and put them together. So from that August date through the end of 18 was really an integration phase for us, blending our teams together and creating that true strategic plan. We obviously progressed through 2019 and, you know, my marketing was very focused on branding, uh, rebranding us as Jag One, getting our new logo out there, getting our new name out there and, you know, introducing the Jag One brand to the unique markets that each legacy company was serving and making sure that the community knew we are still the same company, we are still the same people, this is what you have to look forward to from Jag One. Um, and then 2020 was great. We had all these plans. Uh, we, <laughs> we partnered with Single Throw Marketing, um, and we had all these things that we wanted to achieve. And bam, March hit, um, and there was COVID. Yeah. So we really had to take a step back and look at our entire strategy and throw it out the window. Like I've mentioned several times, we are very much a grassroots company. Uh, physical therapy in general, our patients are really only coming three to five miles um, to come get services because they're with us two to three times a week. So that convenience factor is very important. Um, And with that grassroots strategy, you know, there was no more events. There was no more touch point. There was no more getting our materials out into the community, which made it very difficult. Um, So we did obviously adopt more of a digital strategy we had. um, And you and I have, you know, devised this together, uh, (laughs) you know, set up a plan of what we were doing in year one with single throw. And when the pandemic hit, we looked at that plan and said, well, let's use this time wisely. Let's execute certain things and let's maybe expedite other things. So one of the things that we knew we needed, but we were, probably going to push it down, um, you know, until a next year plan was the creation of our new website. And we sat there and said, you know, the audience is in digital right now. We know we have this website that's outdated and needs to be fixed. So we expedited that project um, and really started to do more creative thinking in terms of digital promotions, how the Jaguar brand is portrayed, what are we doing in terms of SEO and SEM, Um, And then we were also able to pivot some of our grassroots efforts with, you know, a lot of everything was going virtual. Can we, you know, bring our educational programs virtual? Can we provide a better patient experience in terms of booking appointments? So a lot of our uh, digital integrations involved being able to book an appointment online, uh, offering teletherapy services, so really looked at our full model and adjusted it accordingly to speak to where the audience was. Um, we also took advantage of radio um, and used our power in radio, especially because people were working from home. A lot of people were streaming. Um, yeah. So we took advantage of, you know, our partnership with Intercom and tried to, you know, start getting out content that people needed. Uh, we started also taking insights from our clinicians that were seeing patients um, because people were working from home, we were seeing a lot of people with neck pain, back pain. We did a tremendous amount of ergonomics education and really you know tried to listen to what our clinicians were seeing in the facilities, paired with where the audience was, and tried to bring it all together to really look at how we were going to do things moving forward. Each one of our clinics is a bit unique, so a few weeks ago, we had a, um, you know, older patient that was working on uh, vestibular therapy, balance training, and one of our clinicians had brought in like a, a Wii system. Of course, it's not something we have in every facility. She right. had it and she, you know, thought it would be a great idea to engage a certain patient population. Um, and it was just a great, fun piece. And you could tell the patient, you know, A, getting better, but B, really enjoying um, life, what he was doing. Yeah. Making yeah. it fun,
0: making it her own. You said, you mentioned Jaguan has now 84 facilities yes. in New York, New Jersey and Pennsylvania. You being one person, I know you, you know, probably have a team behind you, but how do you manage 84 facilities? What's, what's a typical day in the life of Kayla at Jaguan?
1: <laughs> um, well, every day is very, very different. Um, which is part of the reason why, I've always loved it here because you're not coming into an office doing the same thing every day. Uh, obviously, the bigger we get, the more we really need to dive into who our patient population is. And, and it's important that each, you know, part of the department is working together. So, you know, I've created teams accordingly. Obviously, Single Throat is, you know, our digital marketing arm um gina i probably talk to you more than you would prefer uh (laughs) weekly um but you know just making sure that all pistons are working together that what the outreach team is doing out in the community out in physician offices out at a grassroots level is what we're promoting on a digital front a lot of collaboration um, a lot of teamwork and what's nice about the way that our company is built is each facility has a clinical director. Um, You know, the way you kind of get to that clinical director role is you're obviously a staff, staff therapist, get to know our culture, get to know the JAG1 standard, the quality of care that we expect, and then you get the opportunity to open your own facility. And with that, those clinical directors are essentially their own small business owners. Without having ownership of the business, it is their clinic. It is their community. And they are tasked with marketing. Um, like I said, back very early on when John founded JAG and was building the company, it came organically from within. It wasn't just a marketing team. It was very much a partnership between our clinical teams, our administrative teams who are you know, the first face of our business, uh, the first touch point for our patients, um, and then marketing collaboratively coming in and bringing it all to life. And still, um, since we've grown so much, that's still the core concept. We are still working together with our clinical teams and our and our administrative teams because, like you said, we have 84 facilities in three states. How is you know one marketing team expected to understand what's going on in each and every community? Right. Um, so with that that partnership and that teamwork. Um, really has what made us so successful and allows me to continue to manage everything because I do have, you know, a touch point to every facility um, and a driver at every facility. Definitely a lot of moving pieces, but um, nothing would work without the teamwork between marketing, clinical, and and, and our uh, admin teams.
0: That's great. So, uh, yeah, I mean, teamwork makes the dream work. You know, we work with you on the digital side, but there's so much more to marketing than just digital. There's the traditional, you're saying the grassroots, and it's relationship building. And unfortunately, you know, we lost some of that with the pandemic. But now that we're starting to get it back, people are able to, you know, get boots on the ground and attend some networking things that are starting to happen in person. Um, But it'll be nice to, you know, get back to normal and try to get that pumping again. And then, you know, I mean, you guys have still been able to maintain your growth and continue to grow throughout 2020 and beyond. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to Jaguar taking over the world soon. (laughs) World domination. With your help, of course. (laughs) A little help. So lastly, before I let you go, you mentioned that you were pregnant, and this is not your first, is it?
1: (laughs) No, it is not. Um, (laughs) I thought I might have been done after two children, but this will be baby number three. It will be my third little boy. My goodness. So how
0: is it to manage, you know, being a CMO and being a mother of three? How do you do it all?
1: You know, um, like I mentioned very early on, I am not someone that can sit still. I was also an athlete my whole life. So I understand and and kind of inherited all of the skills that come along with being a high level athlete with being, um, you know, in a team sport environment. And You know, my husband, he was also a high level athlete. So the two of us actually work very well together because we both have those same, um, you know, core values and understand that in order to really accomplish something, you need that teamwork. Um, And, you know, if I didn't have him and I, I give him a lot of credit, we look at our schedule in a week and I'm like, well, I'm not going to be home this day, this day, and this day. And he said, well, every other day I'm not going to be home. So we try to, we try to give and take as much as we can and really support each other. But it's all about, you know, really understanding what's important. You're never going to be able to give a hundred percent to everything all the time. Right. Um, But, and managing that isn't always easy Um, but, you know, making sure that you have that support system that, you know, allows you that freedom to do what you need to do, um, and, and make it all work. So I'd be lying if I said that there weren't days that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, there's nothing more important than my children and my husband and I love my career and, um, I've been able to work at both aspects and and keep it all moving. So I'm confident with this third kid, uh, we'll just continue on. Um, if anything, it's made me more efficient, which is great. And like John likes to say, um, he goes, "What well, before you had kids, I'd call you at 7.00 AM and you wouldn't pick up. Now I'm up. Um, so he's like, it's helped from that aspect because you're up earlier, you're yeah. up later, um, and trying to just get everything into a day. So, you know, you really need that support system. And
0: Yeah. And then as far as moving up, you know, in your career, any advice there as to young women just starting out or women that have kind of been stuck in the same position and trying to figure a way to rise up or maybe branch out?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, you know, I've, I've mentored a lot of teams uh, here through the years at JAG. Um, and, and always, you know, when you're looking at people that advance um, and you're always sitting back and wondering, well, how did they do that? Um it's it's more about the initiative and the goals that you set for yourself uh outside of what the company is setting the expectation for. So if you want to add value, you're gonna find a way to do so and you're gonna find a way to make yourself known. Um and that's really what I did. I mean, I when I walked into JAG, um, I was a young kid. I was still figuring out what I wanted to do, but I was a hard worker, I was passionate. And I wanted to keep busy. And, you know, John didn't, you know, give me this job description and say, well, these are your duties. I made my own job. Um, I saw the need or I saw, you know, what needed to be done or what could be done better. And I really created that for the company and, and worked alongside the people in the company to make it come to life. You know, my advice for anybody is you need to do it yourself and you need to be able to You know, understand the situation that you're in, recognize what could be done to make a difference, and then take ownership over it. Um, But I would say the most important thing is, you know, set the path for yourself. Don't wait for anyone else to tell you what needs to be done. Because if you could be ahead of that, then the company's going to know, well, this is someone that has the foresight to really make a difference.
0: Wow. Yeah, no, that's great advice. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your insights, and it was really interesting to hear your path and your journey, and I know we do share something in common. We both went to Ryder University. Yes.
1: yes
0: you were a soccer <laughs> player there, so what position did you play?
1: Yes, I played outside midfield, um, and for anyone that is a soccer athlete, the outside midfield position pretty much just runs all day. And I never understood why I picked that position, because I hate to run. Me too. Um, <laughs> me
0: too. I say I only run when the ice cream truck
1: is doing <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I played outside mid my whole life. I was a rider. I played uh, D1 soccer there for four years, met some great friends, uh, was excited to play at the D1 level, and, and it really gave me a foundation of um, you know, those life skills that you just can't learn along the way. Being able to juggle, uh, you know, practices and lifting and schoolwork and, school work and yep. you know, doing all of that really helped set the stage uh, for me as I developed into a professional.
0: I agree. Very interesting and very good advice for everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. And we wish you the best of luck as
1: baby number three comes soon. Thank you for having me. It's always great talking to you. And um, I'm just hoping my water doesn't break at work because all my colleagues um, are banking on that. So, hopefully, you know what? There is a pool. Um, Our CEO said that the baby was going to be born on the 19th, and so did my husband. So, I made sure to prove them both wrong. And now anytime he wants to come, I'm ready. <laughs> you're ready. You're ready to go. Okay. Yes. Awesome.
0: Great. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks again and good luck and keep us posted and we'll be talking to you soon.
1: Thank you. Will
0: do. The conversation is brought to you by Single Pro Marketing. If you're interested in being a guest on our show, email whatshesaid at conversation, dot com. Again, I'm your host, Gina Simeone. Listen to us every other week, and thanks for listening.